we get so caught up in like let's be content creators and then it starts to take away like the rapport and um like the integrity of how we're delivering our services because we're putting our energy somewhere you know elsewhere and i'm not speaking that for everyone if you're someone who has always wanted to get consistent clients in their online service-based business without the pressure to post on social media i made this podcast specifically for you I'm Leslie Stevens, and I'm so excited to welcome you to the Not an Influencer Show, where we chat about other organic marketing strategies that you can use to bring clients into your business quickly and easily, and the tangible tips for you to move forward faster in your business, and the stories of the entrepreneurs who are doing the same every single day. Today we get to chat with Maddie. So Maddie, tell us a little bit about you and what you do. Yes, thank you Leslie, first of all, for having me. I'm really excited and we've already connected so much before. Um, so I am a, um, a leadership coach. I work a lot with mindset, um, also business, because we know as we, you know, when we start a business, the ebbs and flows and all the things that come through, come your way, you know, that you weren't expecting. So a lot of mindset work. Um, and also a portrait photographer. So a lot of my work is stemmed from a decade plus in psychology and human behavior and education. And um, I'm a school psychologist by degree and license. Um, but during the pandemic, I realized that that wasn't my calling. I, I wanted to meet women, you know, on a much greater reach and create more of a ripple effect. So I, um, yeah, I, I'm sure we'll get more into it. I could probably talk forever. <laughs> Yeah, so I actually want to hear a little bit more okay. about how yeah. like you made that shift from from being a school psychologist into stepping into mm -hmm. what you really truly wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. So I was going to go there, but I didn't want to just keep going. So thank you for asking. <laughs> I want to go there. Um, <laughs> so I um, during the pandemic, I had two under two. And I was alone with my feelings. I was doing probably 90 plus cases, um, working from home in lockdown. So working around the clock to try to take care of myself, my family, um, and my students. I am, I was an inner city school psychologist. So a lot of trauma, just they were going through so, students were going through so much with their families during lockdown. And the department of, you know, the, the state of, or the education department really wasn't like giving us any leadway. They still wanted deadlines met. Um, and it just gave me a whole different perspective on, you know, like, wait a minute, I'm just feeding a system right here. Like I'm actually not being a change agent. Um, I'm not a full service. And so I just realized that I was just miserable and I had repressed a lifetime of my own trauma. And um, yeah, I, I took a leap of faith. I was a photojournalist major before I became a school psychologist. And I was, my husband and I would take the kids every day on walks and we would talk about every possible idea. Like, what if I started a blog? What if I did mom group somehow? You know, just any possible idea. And then one day I was just like, wait, I could pick my camera back up and I could become a photographer. Like, I can do this. And he was like, yes. That, I mean, at that point, he had known that my heart like was set on leaving my career. And it wasn't an easy decision. Like, I was brokenhearted that I left that career. That was like my identity. That's all I knew. Um, I'd worked for that, you know, for 13 years. And so, yeah, I made the leap. Um, 
prior to doing that, I hired a business coach. And uh, for six months, I like really dove into like brand storytelling, uh, business foundation, marketing, um, just everything about running a business. And I turned in my resignation, launched my business a month later legally. And within one year, I had 100 women, you know, in front of my camera. And it was because I had that strong foundation and I knew how to market myself. Um, again, things were starting, something was missing. I knew coaching was always going to be, that's what I always wanted to do, but I had so much inner work on myself that I just couldn't get there without, I, I couldn't hold the space that I desired to hold unless I was taking care of myself. So, um, I'm someone that I, I want to walk, I want to walk the talk, you know, talk the walk. Yeah. I think I said it the right way, but I want to make <laughs> yeah. sure that I can like back up, um, and be in full integrity for my clients. Um, so I really dove into business coaching, um, got my first clients, recently realized that I'm still missing something. There's still a piece of me that's missing. And it's more of just that thought work and leadership and bringing my school psychology practice into how I teach women to increase their self-awareness, how to identify their emotional patterns, um, how to just connect deep to self so that they can fully step into their power. Um, so that's more of what I'm doing now. And um, it just feels really good. But I don't, I don't want to lose like the business coaching either, because it, I just I love business and strategy and structure. So that is yeah. so incredible. I'm so happy that you took that leap of faith too. Yeah. It's crazy how the world can kind of like push us yes. to going back to what we're really meant to be doing yes. because I yes. have a very similar story as you. I went Amazing. to become a dietitian and then I reached a point where I was like, I had a really hard time leaving that profession yeah. because you you can also love that, yes. but know that that you're also meant to do something else yes. that fills you with joy. So I did that and I left for branding and marketing. And I had so actually applied to college for an art degree, but everybody oh, was like, what are you going to do with art? Like all of these yes. things in it. And yes. I was like, okay. So I started to study nutrition and I was like, okay, let's get a degree in science, kind of trying to prove to myself that I was smart and like yes. prove to other people that I was smart. And I was like, okay, I've made it, but there's something else that I want to do. Yeah. yeah. That can light me up. And then I had that push to kind of go out there and everything kind of just felt easy after yes. that. Yeah. So, so how did you so get fun. your, yeah, everything gets to be fun. And sometimes we think that we go into the workforce and things are meant mm -hmm. to be kind of difficult and it's mm -hmm. hard and you have to go to work and everybody complains about work and they're <laughs> always tired and like all of these things that we think are so normal, but they yeah. don't have to be that way. Yeah. So how did you go about getting your first clients as a photographer? Um, so actually, and I know this is something we kind of talked about with marketing, but my first clients, the majority of them were all already within my my circle. They were already connections um, prior, <clears throat> excuse me, prior to going in. And then I, um, I learned how to do email marketing pretty early on. So they were either coming through my email or um, they were connections and then they were referring. So I would say 90 plus percent of my clients still to this day are connections, people who are already in my circle and referrals and they come from my newsletter too. So that, that deeper connection. Yeah. And we underestimate the ability of like mm -hmm. our 
our network that we already have, even yeah. if you're starting some something completely new, you don't know how many people who already know you who yes. want that support. So it's like breaking through that idea of like, oh, I don't know where I'm going to get a client or I don't know who's going to want to work with me. It's just like start talking about it. You yes. might somebody right next to you might want your help. Yes. And then if you do such a good job, like if your heart is in it, like your yours is like and you people know the good quality of work mm -hmm. that you do referrals referrals are the number one source mm -hmm. of any business getting mm -hmm. new customers new clients and even when like people put their stuff out there on social media it's those testimonials it's mm -hmm. the referrals it's yes. somebody f showing somebody their profile something like that that's where people are generating yes. them from but you don't necessarily need that social media aspect you can have somebody telling their best friend yes. and their friend telling somebody else and then one big barrier i know with email marketing is how do you get people on your email list um so i do that um do you want me to break down how i i would love that my... okay <laughs> So I, um, I do use social media, but I, I know we talked about um, human design. I'm a projector, so my energy gets depleted very quickly. And I can notice a shift in my energy the more that I show up on Instagram. And it's frustrating for me because my clients aren't coming from Instagram. So it's like, why is there always this push for me to show up on Instagram when like that's not where my clients are coming from. So I started and I, and I work on this with my own clients too, with my business clients, like start ident identifying your hard and soft skills, like what you love to do, what lights you up when you are, you know, pulling in clients, like what does that look like? And what does that feel like? And for me, it's not Instagram. I do show up there in a way that I'm there, you know, I have a presence. Um, but I also like to be like personal about my life at home with my kids and my family. And I just feel like we get so caught up in like, let's be content creators. And then it starts to take away like the rapport and um, like the integrity of how we're delivering our services because we're putting our energy somewhere, you know, elsewhere. And I'm not speaking that for everyone. It, that's how I feel. Um, so I have always wanted to be a speaker and a writer. And I didn't start saying that until a year ago. And like, it feels even closer. I'm in a, in a category. In an academy right now to um, become a speaker. So I've been doing a lot of speaking gigs and I usually pull one to two clients from each gig that I have, um, as well as at least like 10 to 15 on my newsletter. And so that's like a big way of how I'm getting people in my newsletter. Um, I do market it more like I market it on Instagram. Um, but it's really coming from those connections and speaking events. Or sometimes if I'm not if I'm not getting paid for it, then I will ask for the emails in return. So that's been that's really helped me grow. Um, and then every time that I have a client that I work with, I add them to the newsletter as well. So um, I would say the majority of how I market my business is in-person connections, whether I'm speaking at them or I try to go to, like I was just in New Jersey. I'm in Ohio. I live in Ohio. Um, I just went to New Jersey for um, a big Women Empower networking event. And it's just, you know, putting yourself out there and going beyond just your zip code to pull in, you know, more connections. And then just connecting on a deeper level of not expecting anything in exchange. Like that's really big for me. I'm here for humans and human connection and not because I think that I'm going to get a client out of it.
I'm so glad you said that because that's something like <laughs> you can feel it. <laughs> yeah, especially when you are just starting a business or trying to get clients and you're like, oh, I'm going to this network event. So hopefully I can find more yeah. clients. But when yeah. you go in with that energy, people yes. can feel it. But if you go in with the intention where you're like, I get to meet people, I get yeah. to tell people what I do, I get to practice my pitch, yeah. like yeah. all of those things, I get to, I get to meet people and build relationships. If you go in with those yes. intentions, people can feel it. And then if you're genuinely interested in other people, they'll feel that and they'll yeah. ask you questions and yeah. allow you to kind of open up about what you do. Yeah. But it's showing up in service of somebody else. And I was actually talking to somebody about that this morning where we were talking about her branding and somebody had told her like, oh, your brand should be about you. And I was mm -hmm. like, you need to know yourself and mm -hmm. your strengths and all yes. of these things when it comes to business, but your business isn't about you. You're mm -hmm. not in business to serve yourself. Mm -hmm. You're in business to serve other people. So you need to find this overlapping that. kind of area where, mm -hmm. okay, your strengths go over here, what you enjoy to do, like what you can bring out of people and then what those people enjoy, mm -hmm. what the results they want to get are like, where mm -hmm. do those overlap? That's your brand. That's mm -hmm. your business. Yeah. It's not about us. And that kind of releases a huge barrier for a lot of yes. people when you're like, okay, I'm not showing up to this networking event because it's all about me and I need to get people yes. to like me. It's like, okay, how do I get to help this person today? If I can help yes. just one person or show some types of service for their audience or something like that. Service. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, that's the difference in like marketing yourself. Yeah. If you're marketing yourself as like, this is my, yeah. this is for me, or are you marketing yourself like, hey, yeah. this is how I can support you. This yeah. is how I can yeah. transform your life. I can take you from where you are to where you want to be. And that's like, that's where the magic yes. happens. And those in person, yeah, those in person events allow you to build those deep relationships with people because that's what mm -hmm. everybody is trying to do especially mm -hmm. when you sell a service you need to build a relationship with somebody mm -hmm. because it could take most months too it could take months it could take a couple years you know before yeah. someone truly invests in you yeah absolutely and it's allowing that space and time mm -hmm. we think we're gonna post something and then mm -hmm. somebody's gonna be like okay i'm buying think about the way that you buy things. Are you yes. going to sign up with somebody right away based off of like one post that you see for two seconds? Probably not. I'm but an when emotional you're... buyer for sure. Like I will <laughs> yeah. wait months and I will soft interview them without realizing, you know, like I take yeah. my time. So I but expect it... that from my clients too. Yeah. But if I get the opportunity, for example, to have a 30 minute conversation with you instead yeah. of just scrolling through posts, I'm going to, figure out if I like you or if I don't yeah. like you. Either way, it's good information, yes. but much more quickly because we're going deeper, faster, mm -hmm. rather than short little bits over time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's where I started realizing the gap was too, and where I, how I started bringing my the school psychology and the human behavior into what I do now and, and expanding more into leadership and mindset coaching. Um, because I started seeing a lot of gaps. I started seeing uh, when I was branding, um, doing brand coaching, and I still do that as well. I have a lot of clients that come to me for that. Um, but 
I was starting to see that they didn't truly know themselves to their core. And so like, that's when I was like, I had that aha moment. Like I can, I actually know how to evaluate and assess and and bring that out in clients and, you know, ask the empowering questions, the tough questions, the introspective questions. Um, so that's kind of like where the shift has come a little bit. Um, and it's been really cool to see, like you can, you can start to see people just blossom and, and be who they truly desire to be and let go of the limiting beliefs and, you know, set boundaries and, just all of the things that you need to do to have a strong foundation. And I, I believe that you are your foundation of your business. And then that's where you can take your ego out of the game and just work more from a place of your identity and lead that way. Um, because I feel like when you, like you were saying, when you are just marketing yourself, like this is who I am, that's when you're letting your ego kind of run the, run the ship. So. Yeah. yeah. So when you're working with people in their mindset and their marketing, what is the biggest barrier there? you see pop up? Um, I would say the biggest barrier is just not maybe just, and I'll use a client example that I have right now. I was almost, you know, pushing her a little bit to show up on Instagram more, just show up somewhere. And she was giving so much resistance. So now I start to listen to that resistance when we are working through like the marketing or how to start showing up in your business or showing up for yourself then we kind of take it a couple steps back. Like, is it because it, it's, it, it is uncomfortable. There's a lot of like discomfort when you're growing a business. So I always try to get down to the core of that. Like, is it discomfort or is this just not like, not a way that fits you, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I would say, I would say more so what I see coming up is that just it, the discomfort and not wanting to show up in certain places. So then um, for example, one client just came to me with like five businesses. She was like, I want to work on you with my personal branding for a whole year. And I just kind of giggled a little bit. I was like, we're going to have your business up and running in three months. And so we're, our last meeting is next week. Very bittersweet, sad. <laughs> like, and I love her so much. Um, and she has a podcast now. She's starting to, you know, look into like speaking events and that's only in three months. And she uh -huh. was like, she thought we were just going to work on like learning Instagram and marketing and everything for the full year and how to brand herself. Um, and it was just taking out the, the areas that didn't feel comfortable for her. Like, okay, you're not going to show up on Instagram, but you're going to market on YouTube and get in front of people and podcast, you know? So did that answer that question? I know I like, yeah. I, I had yeah. a good, she was a good example for that yeah visibility is so hard mm -hmm. I know that was one of my biggest fears and yes. I spent years just putting myself out there on Instagram and being uncomfortable and learning so how to talk on camera and speaking and all of these things and I was bad at first <laughs> I will be the first one but nobody's it's good so, when they first yeah. start yes Yep. Nobody is. And you have to allow yourself that space to be bad. But after doing it for years, and I think those skills have been extremely beneficial mm -hmm. for me to learn as a mm -hmm. business owner. Absolutely. And I'm glad I did it. But after years of doing it and feeling that resistance through all of these years and feeling completely burnt out, mm -hmm. I was like, there has to be another way yes. to do yes. it. So yes, I still have an Instagram. Yes, I yeah. can post there, but I don't depend on it. Yeah, like and, the one source. Yeah, and I don't feel like I have to post if I want to get clients, anything like that. It's just another arm of my yeah. marketing umbrella. But like 
those skills have been so valuable and I can use them on so many different platforms. And even if it is just communicating with somebody on the street or somebody I meet in a coffee shop, I can communicate my message so much better because I've put myself out there. And I was on a previous podcast, I was talking to somebody and she was talking about how she realized she was hiding behind her posts Mm. because that's like... (laughs) The first step of becoming visible is like you can kind of record a video in the comfort of your own home and you can take 200 clips if you want to and then you post the one you (laughs) like the most and just hope people come to you. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so true. We end up hiding behind our posts because we're kind of afraid to put ourselves out there and make the real connections that lead to yeah like lead to paying clients so i'm like what if we just skip the post and just go straight to the connections yes it's scary but again it's like taking that first step practicing being allowed to be bad at it yeah yeah that's what everyone says too in the marketing space like be bad at it (laughs) (laughs) and it's always changing and you're always growing and something is going to be changing in business at all times but relationships are the very core mm-hmm. of any yeah. business. So if you can learn how to develop relationships and yeah. learn how to be visible yes. and, and uncomfortable, <laughs> yeah. then you will like grow and you will thrive. Yeah. So when you're working on breaking down those barriers, like what is, I know you said you kind of press forward and Mm -hmm. look at what's coming up how do you begin to like break through those barriers Mm -hmm. it's funny you ask this because I was actually gonna I was gonna um add on to that like right (laughs) after you were done um I feel like we're like on the same page so I use the psychology and I um that's where like I do assessments I, I use all my tools you know from psychology and then obviously NLP that I'm learning right now and I really get down to what is the fear is it fear of success is it fear of failure is it fear of rejection is it fear of being seen um fear of judgment mine that I've had to work on for a month I've been working on this for months and I've been noticing an up level with it so I'm like okay the the work that I apply to my clients is the framework I apply to myself and that's how I was like okay I think I got something here because this (laughs) is like this is the the work that I was taught as a school psych to apply to children so I'm like let's let's like play around let's apply it to myself let's get myself mentally healthy it worked um and I've never been like so confident and in my power. And so I apply, that's what I apply now with my clients. I want to get down to like, what is your core desire and what is in the way? Like literally what's in the way. And for me, it was, um, I always take like the long road to get there, but it was fear of, I'm dealing with so much fear of success and so much fear of judgment. So I'm getting past the fear of judgment and it's because I've been doing the work. I've been identifying the emotional patterns. I know how to shift them and what I need to do. So I could give like a whole psychology lesson on behavior (laughs) and like why you're, you know, what procrastination stems from what, like all of that. Um, and that's what I work on with clients and, um, it just creates massive breakthrough like immediately because they're like, oh, I am afraid of judgment. And here is we do inner child work a lot, too. And it's like and here is where that stems from something that I was told as a child. Um, so, yeah, that's that's usually how we we get to it. Um, and then you just like see them take off. <laughs> and I don't yeah. I don't ever push. And it's it's because I 
I am so good at making connection um, that I know I can build rapport really quickly. And I know when I'm not, when there is no rapport or when the client doesn't want to go there. Um, mm. I know when I feel that resistance, like, okay, you know, we don't need to work on that. I think um, self-awareness in business Yes, it's so important. And it's, and it's a skill you can develop over time, becoming more self aware and kind of taking it bit Mm -hmm. by bit, because sometimes we can get a little too ahead of ourselves and be like, I need Mm -hmm. to improve on this, this and this Mm -hmm. and this, and then we get overwhelmed and don't improve on anything. So it's like being self aware, but not letting that hold yourself back. Like acknowledging it, thanking it, that those feelings are there. And we we say, people say limiting beliefs all the time on the internet and it like drives me wild. They are limiting (laughs) beliefs, but they're protective factors that like stem from life experiences, you know? So they're there to literally keep you safe. That's their job. So like, how do we acknowledge that and thank it and move on? Like, like release, you know, we're moving on. Um, so I actually, when you brought up self-awareness, that's actually what my keynote is that I'm building out to like create conscious leaders. Um, and um, I have a whole framework of self-awareness. So I, I break it down in, in vulnerability um, because you can't have one without the other. Um, and uh, emotional patterns, self-care, mindfulness. So I have a whole framework. And that's the framework I was telling you that I applied to myself to get myself healthy. Um, so yeah, it's that that word is like, I feel like I need to get it like tattooed on me. <laughs> do it, do it. I'll be the instigator <laughs> for that. <laughs> but I think that's also why getting support and building that self-awareness yeah. and starting to break through it is also something that can be incredibly helpful yeah. because when somebody else can see it from the outside, mm-hmm. they can kind of give you the steps to break through when yeah. you're in the inside and when you're in your head and you can get those ruminating thoughts and take yourself yes. down a spiral, having somebody there to like help you st- not only yeah. stop it, but also yeah. acknowledge it, think it like, yeah all of those things and then start to take the steps because it's not also going to be a straight path working through these things and at every level you're going to kind of hit more more of these blocks along the way and that's good thing that means you're growing because once you kind of take down one then you're to the next level and you're like oh there's another one but with practice more on social media like oh I must have got over that fear of judgment okay like yeah do this but also like having somebody to reflect that Mm -hmm. even like hey look how far you've made it yeah Yeah. like oh I've noticed you've sent out more emails or I've noticed you've started talking to more people and all of these things we get so caught up in ourselves and our work and our businesses and then we don't we, that's when the burnout kind of starts to happen, yeah. when you don't acknowledge how you've grown, when you yeah. don't celebrate like that living growth. in it right now. And that was like always me just chasing after like the next achievement, the next high, the next milestone and not like sitting with sitting and celebrating the present moment, you know, and being here right now. Um that was that was huge for me. Like every now and then I'll reach out to clients or people I do want to work with or who have um you know, have been in my circle and I'll be like, Hey, I just want to let you know, like, I noticed you've been really working on yourself or I've noticed like you've been glowing lately. Like you've been taking care of yourself and people love to hear that because I've had every time I do it, they're like, Oh, I guess I just didn't notice, you know, or thank you. So yeah. Yeah. 
So, oh, I love this. I know we could talk forever. I, know. I, know. <laughs> I probably took us off track. No, I loved it. I loved every single second of it. So if you had three tangible actions that someone could take today to get more clients in their business, what would you tell them to do? I would definitely say like the networking and building connections go to and find like it doesn't have to be like the bro marketing you know where you go to like a networking group and you get all fancy and you get ready to like give your speech or your pitch just find something that and and go there with like the intention I always have my clients set the intention before everything they do set the intention of why you're going you know you're going to build connection um definitely start building out a newsletter because if I could tell I tell my clients all the time um Instagram could leave tomorrow and you wouldn't have any of those contacts. And then I actually just launched a blog. So that's like another thing that I'm doing. So learning how to use Pinterest to drive to my blog, to drive to my website, um, to drive to me. Um, so yeah, using, I guess that would be four, <laughs> like just identifying what you love and what lights you up and, and go and starting there. Yeah. Start with your strengths. It's okay yes. to be good at something and yes. build on that. <laughs> yes. yes. Like we're not like celebrated enough for, you know, all of our strengths that we already have within us. Yeah. And it's it's okay to have fun while you're doing this yes. too. I yes. always try and go about, especially at the beginning when I was struggling with putting myself out mm -hmm. there and the visibility and making connections, I was like, how can I make this more fun? Mm -hmm. Can I listen mm -hmm. to the mu music while I do this? Can I like the hardest things I always try and knock out in the morning so I don't get in my own head. Yes, I don't think yes. about it too much, but then I celebrate it and I'm like, yes. okay, I'm going to go get myself a coffee because I did all of the hard things I mm -hmm. said I was going to do today, or I'm going to go take a walk somewhere. I enjoy something like that. Like, yeah like tap into what you enjoy, mm -hmm. tap into your strengths, have a little bit of fun. Mm -hmm. Like, that's, and that's the how best you shift part. habits and behavior too. I always say that like you have to, you have to have a reinforcement. So by you doing those things, you're reinforcing the stuff you don't want to do. And I, I think like, I'll say this just real quick, but I think social media makes us believe like it just is all easy. Like, no, there's still things that we don't want to have to do in our business that we have to do. You know, it's not just like, but it gets to be fun. It gets to be easy. So I, I think like just letting people know that you still have to send out emails or do, you know, do uncomfortable things. <laughs> but you can yourself. still do the hard <laughs> yes, things. Yes, you can do hard things. <laughs> so Maddie, where can people connect with you and find you to work with you? Um, so I did just launch a beautiful dreamy website that I'm obsessed with. It's uh, maddiesharp.com. It does have my blog and it's all my contact information. And then uh, Maddie Sharp on Instagram. So. Perfect. Well, I'll have all the links in the description of the video and Thank the podcast so notes so people can find you. Thank you so much for hanging out Thank with us today. Yes. Thank you for sharing your story too and resonating. Absolutely. <laughs> if you want to learn more about different marketing strategies to bring consistent clients into your business without feeling the pressure to post on social media, make sure you watch the free training on the client connection method, which is in the description below. Thanks for hanging out with us today.